This is For Us, Chapter 1, Happy Ending. The face of John White's first crush was everywhere on campus, pinned up on the message boards and bus stops. Kurt Clausen's dramatic eyes and smoky smile overlaid with a glowing rainbow filter found John around every corner. Queer darling of U of A campus performing live at On the Rocks. The campus paper ran a breathless interview with all the details of Kurt's promising athletic career, his fabulous secret nightlife dabbling in drag, and then his explosive coming out just before the release of his band's first EP. John read the story on his phone when he should have been taking notes in his child sight class, pulling the brim of his nondescript baseball cap a little lower on his face. He studied the photo of Kurt's familiar and yet altered face, his long stubbly chin and narrowed blue eyes. He'd been 15 and Kurt 17 the summer they met, drawn like magnets to each other in the lonely, painful season of surviving high school as gay Christian kids passing as straight. They'd never said the words to each other, but somehow they both knew, and their relationship had flourished in secret. What John knew now was that nothing good or lasting ever happened in secret. When it all fell apart, Kurt had been as deeply closeted as ever, and John changed schools, folding those feelings away to focus on the things that mattered most to him, loving his family, recovering his sobriety, and working out some way to practice his Christian faith as a quietly gay person. Curtis looked from John to carry something like hunger in his face. His eyes were darker than John remembered, surrounded by smudgy eye makeup. He'd planned to blend in here, watch from the back, and slip home. He felt as though Kurt dragged a spotlight around with him and he was caught in its glare. Kurt pursed his lips at Carrie, drawing his finger in a circle as if outlining Carrie's broad chest and bearded face. I recognize you. Carrie's eyes were wary under his eyebrows. John recalled a little too late that these two had come to blows the last time they were in reach of each other. Kurt's bared teeth flashed in a wicked grin under his wave of white blonde hair. You did me a huge favor in high school and kicked the shit out of my brother. Carrie's own eyebrows lifted, amused. Twice, he said dryly. Kurt shouted a laugh. Oh my god, yes, we are instant friends. Improbably, Kurt threw his arms around Carrie and gave him the same hug-slash-chest-press treatment. Carrie awkwardly patted the back of his mesh shirt, looking at John with a combination of amusement and dismay. Welcome to my show! Kurt threw his arms wide, definitely attracting the attention of others at the bar and on the floor. You have to let me dry, buy you a drink. His eyes were bright on John's face and he seemed to pick up John's hesitation. He lowered his voice. I'll find us a booth, love. No one will bother us. As they threaded through the growing crowd, John looked everywhere except the curve of Kurt's lean torso bare under the mesh of his shirt and the sway of his hips and his snug jeans. He was conscious of how drab he looked in comparison, wrapped in his standard disguise of hooded sweatshirt, baggy jeans, and baseball cap. Carrie looked better groomed than he did, turned out in a collared shirt and a v-neck sweater, even if the fold at the nape of Carrie's neck was threadbare and he only brushed the drywall dust off the toes of his work boots on the back of his jeans. At the table, John reached for his first best defense, smiling and asking a question to deflect attention away from himself. Kurt's slow, smoky smile was mesmerizing, and John found himself holding his breath as the other man pressed a melody into the tabletop with his long fingers, indigo polish sparkling at the tips. This group's new this year, except Nikki, my drummer. We've been playing together from the beginning. 
He stole my heart with a drum solo my first year of uni. Kurt fluttered his hand dramatically. John blinked, catching glimpses of the straight-edged boy he'd known, and if he was being honest, he had found more attractive than this flamboyant man. He broke my heart in third year and is just too damn good a musician for me to let him go, so we're on again, off again. This band is our newest attempt at something platonic. Ugh. My heart can't take any more assholes, even ones with chiseled forearms. God, drummers. Carrie huffed a soft laugh. John closed his hands and put them under the table, unsure if he regretted that his bulky sweater concealed his own chiseled forearms, or if he was relieved. Kurt had his chin propped in his hand, looking back at him with open curiosity. When did you come out? He felt a little breathless asking this. It wasn't like he wanted to answer the question for himself if, if it was turned around. Kurt was way more open than he was. Oh, forever ago, Kurt said, his mouth curling in a wicked smile. I said goodbye, family. He flipped a casual double bird. Hello, Nikki. No regrets. Well, his smile softened as he met John's eyes. One regret. Carrie cleared his throat and excused himself, pretending not to see John's wordless plea not to leave him alone. Kurt's eyes followed Carrie as he made his way to the men's room, and John's face heated right to his chest as Kurt openly considered his friend's ass. Are you... Kurt gestured with his finger between Carrie's empty seat and John's body. John made a wry noise, glad his sweater concealed how hard he was blushing. Uh, no. Carrie's like my brother, my very straight brother. Kurt settled back, a pleased quirk to his mouth. His fingers touched the skin on his bare chest in a way that made John feel like his jeans were too tight. Tell me about you, White. I missed you. You just dropped out on me like that. Kurt snapped his fingers, but there was no recrimination in his expression, only curiosity. John shifted, taking a cool gulp of his iced tea. I got clean and made it through high school without trying to kill myself or running away from home. His smile was edged. Usually this made people laugh, like he was making a joke. Kurt didn't laugh. His fair eyebrows were lifted and his eyes were steady on John's face, looking the most like a person John recognized that he had all night. I feel that he said lightly. His fingers tapped a little beat against his glass. You were the high point, you know. He laughed self-deprecatingly and looked aside. You probably didn't give me a moment's thought. I pined after you, did you know? I almost didn't make my weight class at spring training that year. Dad, he made a short noise. On second thought, let's not talk about him. John held still, feeling like a fist was shoved into his stomach. I gave you a moment's thought, he said quietly. Kurt's eyes flicked up and found his. John pressed his lips in a sad curve. I just couldn't do anything about it. At the time, I thought there was no way in hell you were coming out to your family. It was hell, Kurt said. But I did it. Not soon enough for you, unfortunately. He slouched against the booth, giving John a mischievous look through his hair falling in his eyes. I used to daydream about taking you to prom. John made a dry noise, his cheeks flaming. You did not. Oh, yes, I did. John White in a tux? Kurt bit his lip, looking like he was picturing John in a tux right now, the minute before he slowly removed each piece of the suit. John shifted again, looking across the room for Carrie, afraid he was going to break into this conversation, and also afraid he wasn't coming back to rescue him. It wasn't an option for either of us, he said. Kurt considered him. Are you out to your pastor, Dad? John tucked his chin in a nod. Kurt tipped his face, his eyes flashing sympathy. How did that go? 
John breathed out, pushing his feet into the floor. Even now, the memory of his father's embrace steadied him. I told him when I was fifteen. He didn't like hearing it, but he worked, works, really hard to love me. Kurt drew back, his face blank. For a second, he didn't say anything. Then he hung a smile on his face. Well, how did he feel when he came home with your first boyfriend? John cleared his throat without lifting his eyes from his drink. I haven't done that. Work keeps me busy. Kurt looked about to speak, but then he caught sight of the clock and checked himself. Love, I don't want this to end, but I need to check in with the band. He leaned across the table and abruptly his hand was on John's cheek, startling him into meeting his eyes. Meet me hereafter, Kurt said softly. Ditch the straight dude. I'll drive you home. For Us, Chapter 2, Battered Fish and Ex-Boyfriends, Carrie. Carrie was pleasantly exhausted from his week of work, his wallet full of cash from the drywall job he'd finally finished today. This booth felt private and safe in the midst of the crowd, and his favorite person was slouched across from him, smiling, bobbing his head to the music. It was rare enough for his friend John to allow himself a night off to unwind, and Carrie enjoyed his friend's enjoyment. When his order arrived, a huge basket of battered fish poppers and hand-cut malted potato chips, John's eyes widened with horror. Is that mayonnaise? Carrie chuckled, shaking the dipping sauce so it wiggled a little in the dish. Yum. John cracked a smile. Ugh, Carrie, don't tempt me. Now I totally want some. Carrie wrapped an arm protectively around the basket and scooped up a big pile of the goop with a piece of fish. You say, stay strong over there. It's not that good, and it's definitely not clean. I'm going to eat all of it. When the band took the stage, John's eyes hooked on the front man and never left him. Kurt Clausen glowed under the lights, hugging the mic and pouring his heart out, his smoky voice climbing a huge range of sound. Carrie glanced from Kurt's body, leaning towards the crowd, taut with emotion to John's mesmerized face. Huh, he said softly, smiling to himself, and smushed a fish bite between two potato chips to pop into his mouth. Midway through the show, Kurt switched from electric to acoustic guitar, settling the sparkling strap on his shoulder and flashing a dazzling smile. This next song is about the first kiss I wish I'd had with the first guy I ever loved. He leaned into the mic to purr dramatically, and lovelies, he's here tonight. Some cheers and whistles from the packed dance floor, and Kurt stroked a big, throbbing chord out of his guitar to open the song. John slid down in the booth, his face flushed and his eyes wide under the brim of his cap. He didn't point you out, Carrie said dryly. No one knows he's talking about you. Yeah, I know that. John's voice sounded thin and strangled. I just didn't think he would even remember me, really. Care, he wants me to meet him after for drinks. Carrie's face lifted in a smile. So, he's a cute guy. You're a cute guy. You wanted to see him again and the feeling is mutual. What's the problem? Behind him, Kurt's voice crooned the chorus about what might have been, about lost kisses and stolen moments. Catching the lyrics, Carrie blinked and his own cheeks heated a little. So maybe he would not be okay with someone singing this song to a crowd about his first crush. John ducked his head, hiding his face. I can't do this. It was stupid for me to come. 
He slid out of the booth, checking his pockets for his phone and his wallet and keys. Carrie's eyebrows lifted, looking from the man on stage lost in his song to his half-finished basket of fries and battered fish, to his friend hunched and miserable, eyeing the path to the door. Okay, you need me to come with? It's fine, John said. If you're liking it, it's your weekend. You should have a night out. So should you, Carrie commented. John spread his hand flat against his chest, looking Carrie in the face a second. Don't push me on this. He was very white in the dim, smoky atmosphere of the bar. Please care. Carrie shrugged, popping a chip into his mouth, even though that expression on John's face made his stomach ache. Fine, go. I'll see you at home. He stayed until the set was done, nursing his drink to stay on the edge of a relaxed, pleasant buzz. The band disappeared and the crowd broke up. The sound in the bar raised a few decibels. Carrie saw Kurt's shirt and white blonde hair glowing in the UV lights as he made his way over. The other man's face was blazing with fierce joy. His eyes went from Carrie to the empty booth across from him, and he pulled up casually, setting his guitar case upright and leaning his hands on it, scanning the room. White? he asked, looking expectantly back at Carrie. Carrie sighed, turning his drink in his fingers. The sides of the glass were warm now from his hands. He had to go. Kurt's body went still for a moment, his eyes glimmering and dark in the mask of his smile. Ah. Oh. He brushed his hand across his eyes, tucking a stray hair behind his ear and attempted to rally. You stuck around. How did you like it? Carrie raised his glass to him. Liked it. Kurt tipped his guitar case and lifted up on his toes, glancing back at the stage. The drummer was there, slinging his bag over his shoulder, and it seemed to Carrie like he was watching them, his expression unreadable. Kurt found his smile and turned it back on. Can I have a drink with you, Douglas? Sure, Carrie said slowly. Seat's free. Kurt stowed his case and sat in a fluid motion, slinging his long legs along the empty bench and flagging down a server. He ordered five times more alcohol than Carrie planned to consume this evening, and then sagged into the corner of the booth. Tell me about him. The sound of Kurt's singing voice vibrated close to these words, and his face was creased with strong emotion as he glanced at Carrie. Can you tell me about him? I thought I'd never see him again, even though it's not like this is a big city. There was always a chance we could run into each other. I just thought, when he texted, maybe he wanted... The server arrived with his drink and Kurt latched onto it like he was parched. Draining the cup and pouring another, he seemed to recover his confidence, a self-mocking smile swaggering onto his face. Humor me, what does John White do in his free time? Carrie crossed his arms, weighing how John would feel about this conversation against the fragility he sensed very close to the surface of the person across from him. He doesn't have a lot of that. He's in social work and finishing school. He works nights. Kurt's face brightened. Does he still play music? Carrie frowned, unable to remember the last time he'd seen John pick up a guitar. No, he used to for church. His work schedule messed that up, so he doesn't go. Kurt's eyes were intent on him. So, is he out? He's gay, yes? Oh my god, please say yes. He gave a little self-conscious laugh. Or I've just made such an ass of myself. Carrie's mouth flattened as he looked back at him. He didn't know how to answer this question. Yes. But everyone doesn't know. He's very guarded about his private life.
You're going to need to respect that. Kurt crossed his arms like he was abruptly cold. Damn it, he said softly. He pressed his lips like he was about to say more, and then bent his head and tossed his drink back. Carrie hoped he could hold his liquor better than he looked. Kurt was no more than 180 pounds soaking wet. The other man curled over the table, waiting for the alcohol to hit, and then raised the bottle and slowly poured another. The drummer emerged from the crowd, a solid wall of human, arms straining his jacket. The look he shot Carrie was pure hostility, and he stroked his groomed beard, curling his fingers around the point like a Disney villain. Hey, babe. Carrie's eyebrows shot up. The guy was still giving him the death glare, but he was pretty sure the babe was addressed to the other person in the booth. I'm tired. Kurt's voice sounded higher than it had before, feminine and neutral. He shook his hair out of his face and tried to meet the guy's look, but his eyes shied away from his. I paid you, Nikki. You were really good tonight, all right? Damn right I was, the man grumbled. He made a disgusted noise. I don't know why I fucking bother. He loomed over the table, pressing his face next to Kurt's like they were taking a selfie and giving, and giving Carrie a hard look. Just so you know, this slut will drink every dollar you earn. Kurt's eyes were shuttered, his lips fixed in a smile with the man's fingers on his neck. And spend the rest on shoes. Carrie held still, waiting one more second before he threw this asshole out the door and broke something. Kurt made a strangled sound like a giggle, his hand planted on the man's broad chest to try and push him away. You're scaring the fans, fuck off. Abruptly, the other man showed his teeth in a smile. I love a fan. He kissed Kurt on the lips hard and stood up from the booth. You were amazing, babe. See you later. It took a couple minutes for Carrie's heart rate to slow and his fists to uncurl under his arms. The smell of piss and alcohol assaulted Carrie's nose as he half-supported, half-carried Kurt up the stairs to his apartment. He had to leave the guitar locked in his car because Kurt couldn't carry it and he only had enough hands to carry Kurt. The other man was distinctly green and sweating as he fumbled with his keys and very shortly after he stumbled inside, Carrie heard the sound of throwing up. Cautiously, he stepped into the apartment after him. I'm coming in, he said warningly. Kurt collapsed onto his back on the carpeted floor. What color had that carpet even been originally? Orange? Green? Carrie dropped back a step uncertainly. There was no gracious way to exit this situation. He went to roll Kurt on his side so at least he wouldn't choke on his own vomit if he didn't wake up enough next time. But when he clasped the other man's shoulder, Kurt's eyes snapped open and he shoved himself away up against the shower compartment. No touching the goods before you've paid. Carrie wanted to growl back that he'd just finish hauling the goods up three flights of stairs for free, but his gut said Kurt was too drunk to know who he was with or how he'd got here. He was just giving the next line of a script that he'd used before. Adrenaline had sharpened Kurt's bleary expression. Fifty for a blowjob, two fifty to do whatever you like or get the hell out. This was all delivered from his slumped position against the shower surround. There was vomit spattered on the knees of his jeans. Kiri gently reached over his sprawled legs to shut the toilet lid and flush it. Then he pulled out his wallet with two fingers and drew out three bills. He dropped them on Kurt's heaving stomach. I'd like you to get out of those clothes and get in bed, asshole, Carrie said softly. Kurt gathered himself, his long fingers smoothing the bills and folding them into his pocket. He used the shower curtain to pull himself up, his expression smooth as he wrestled himself back to his feet. It would have been hilarious if it wasn't so damn sad. 
Carrie backed out of the washroom, wanting to make sure Kirk could make it on his own. He arranged the kitchen garbage can next to the bed, just in case. When he looked back around, Kurt's long body was bare, leaning over the kitchen sink to rinse his mouth with his hand. His torso was hairless as a swimmer's, every bump in his spine visible and the ridges of his rib and hip bones jutting sharply under his skin. The door was one step across the room, and Carrie pulled it open, locking the knob again as he did so. Sweet dreams, he growled and shut it firmly behind him. If he could have thrown the deadbolt from the hall side, he would have. Kurt did not live in a safe neighborhood, and he guessed he was going to need 12 hours to sleep that off. He shook his shoulders out and wiped his hands on his pants. Not his problem. In his car, he sent this text. You left your guitar. is safe with me. And his address. Carrie pulled up to his own home with a sense of relief. A gracious old mission-style house on a tree-lined street. There was a light flickering behind the curtain of his front window when he opened the door softly, guessing that John was still up. The sound of water rushing softly over stones filled his ears, and the air was hot and damp against his face. He put his head around the arched entrance to his main area. There were candles in the corners of the room, and a space heater and humidifier turned their dry prairie climate into a hot, steamy jungle. John was standing on his head, his forearms braced against the floor and his bare feet pointed neatly in the air. His eyes were closed and his breathing was slow. His body appeared to be effortlessly poised. Only the slight wrinkle in his forehead betrayed the effort required to hold the pose. That and the sweat sheening his bare torso, dripping off the ends of his hair and soaking the waistband of his pajama pants. Of course, anyone would be sweating in this heat. Carrie was already sweating. He wiped his forehead with the back of his hand, letting his breath out softly. It was hard to erase the image of Kurt Clausen crumpled in his carpeted bathroom, and he thought of all the years of bullying, secrecy, and self-hatred that John had worked through to get to this place. I can feel you staring at me, John said without opening his eyes. It's creepy. I'm just glad you exist, Carrie said quietly. He ducked his head and shucked off his jacket. There was dried vomit on his shirt. Are you joining me for a Bikram yoga sesh? John fluidly stepped out of the headstand. You could detox all the processed garbage that was in that mayo dip. I'm fine with the processed garbage, Carrie said. I just need a shower. John wiped his face off on the towel next to his mat and went for a glass of water in the kitchen. He made a face at Carrie. Why do you smell like vomit? It's not mine. He took a breath, held it, and then released it in a gusty sigh. You really don't want to know. John's eyes studied his face as he drank. How was the show? Liked it, Carrie said. More depth than I expected from a country band. Alt-country, John corrected him automatically. Yeah, his, their lyrics really get you in all the feely places. I like the feely places now, Carrie said. John crossed his arm loosely over his chest, his eyes smiling at him. I'm happy for you. I'll send you more of their stuff for days when you want a good cry. Carrie laughed dryly and ducked his head. It was a new realization that, of the two of them, he was more comfortable with his feelings now. This has been For Us, Chapters 1 and 2 by Rachel Runnels. Be well, lovelies, and have a good sleep. <laughs>